Today is Friday, June 16, 2023. Top Republicans say Biden bank records will show 20 to 30 million dollars from foreign nationals. How much of that money went to Corn Pop? That's what I want to know. How much did you give Corn Pop? You pushed him off the diving board, Joe. You owe him reparations. Former FBI official details bureau's disagreement with DOJ over Trump Mar-a-Lago raid. Uh-oh, cracks in the narrative. The FBI is now turning on the Biden regime. Interesting. Mark Daniel Bowling, former assistant FBI special agent in charge, will join the show. We got our first FBI agent on the show. We're going to ask him some questions about this. You best believe that. It's your boy, Benny, and this is The Benny Show. How do you stay connected? with the Benny Brigade. Well, we're going to have some very exciting things to announce very, very soon. We may just be creating our own Benny Brigade, like a real actual Benny Brigade. It's going to be awesome. But one of the best ways to stay connected is, well, being on your mobile device. And that'll only uh, work for you if you have good mobile cell phone service. And that is why we're happy to be sponsored by Patriot Mobile. We use Patriot Mobile at our studio inside of this company because they are the only conservative Christian Wireless provider, they offer dependable nationwide coverage anywhere you go. We've tested that out. We've gone a lot of places, Royce, and we're going to go a lot of places next week. We're going to be in Pennsylvania next week with Vivek Ranswamy. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you support free speech, religious freedom, sanctity of life. Our military, our veterans, our first responders, 100% U.S.-based company. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. Get free activation today with the offer code Benny. Somebody could... Be using a break right now. It's the uh, arrested, soon to be jailed, former business partner of Hunter Biden. You remember Hunter Biden's the smartest person I know, except for everyone around him is going to prison. And this dude, Devin Archer, is this guy. You've seen him in these photos with Joe Biden. This guy's going to jail. How? Why is he going to jail? Well, because he defrauded a bunch of Native American tribes. Uh, apparently, Elizabeth Warren lost. Uh, her life savings investing with this guy. Uh, Hunter Biden associate Devin Archer in talks to dish about alleged $10 million bribe from Ukraine. Uh-oh, SpaghettiO. Former Hunter Biden business partner Devin Archer is in talks with House Oversight Committee to testify about his knowledge about the family's business dealings in Ukraine. And this is a very scary thing because Devin Archer is the guy who uh, essentially shepherded around Hunter Biden to pick up these bags of cash all around the globe. This is the guy's job. Hunter Biden was a cokehead. Hunter Biden was a crackhead. Hunter Biden was a sex pest and a sex predator. Hunter Biden couldn't be trusted with these deals, and so they brought along old Devin. Look at old Devin. Mr. Man sitting there golfing with Joe Biden and their Ukrainian agent right there in that special little photo. The House Oversight Committee issued a subpoena for Archer to appear for a deposition. Instead, now they're negotiating an appearance. We're in contact with his attorney to schedule a date. So they are now cooperating. Uh-oh. Archer is a convicted felon, central figure in the dealing of President Biden's family. So now Devin Archer is going to be testifying to this House committee. Wow. About what he knows as it pertains to the bribery in Ukraine. The White House and Hunter Biden's legal team did not immediately respond. Archer's one-year prison sentence for defrauding an American Indian tribe was upheld last week in an appeals court. The Biden family uh, was not involved in that scheme, interestingly enough. That is why they got Elizabeth Warren's endorsement uh, in 2020. So this is uh, going to be big. 
is going to be huge, actually. The disgraced businessman joined Bursima's board in 2014 alongside Hunter Biden. So this guy knows everything. The Obama White House visitor logs indicate that Archer met with Joe Biden as they joined the company in Ukraine. This guy was, again, he was the handler. This was the handler for Hunter. This man knows everything. Taking off his little mask. Look at that, look at that, uh, look at that sleaze bag. Apparently, Hunter Biden's still hitting the pipe. Jeez. What an absolute monster, this man. Every one of those teeth are fake. You know that? Every one of these teeth are fake. Got those Joe Biden-style like uh, implants on the, on the teeth. Don't uh, expect this new cycle to blow over. Don't expect it to get better. It's going to get worse. James Comer now saying that the bank records will show $30 million. $30 million? Where have I heard that number before? Oh, we're going to get into it. That's the same number that they tried to buy bribe Barack Obama with. Did you know this? Funny how this uh, interesting little foreign Chinese bribery scandal with the Obama administration was swept under the rug. We'll cover it all. Might, uh, might cast a pall on Michelle's future presidential run. First off, James Comer saying $30 million is what Hunter Biden was able to get for the big guy. Issues with the FBI, but my investigation is about following the money. We're going to continue to follow the money. And Maria, I can assure you there's more money that we're going to be able to identify that, that was transferred between foreign nationals in other countries and the Biden family. This is going to be hard for Joe Biden to explain, and it's not going to go away. This is going to be an issue. And I think eventually the mainstream media will, will turn on Joe Biden and start asking the real questions. What did your family do to receive all this money? What number are you up to now? How much have you identified of the money he's taken in from foreign? We have more bank. We have more bank records coming in, but I, but we're going to exceed ten million this okay. week, right. and I think we'll get up between twenty and thirty million dollars. Okay, thanks very much, Congressman. Come on, man. James Comer's there, uh, whistling past the graveyard, hoping that the mainstream media, as he says, asks. Joe Biden a question about this. And that is an important thing because the way that it works is the only people who ever get access to Joe Biden are these hand-selected corporate media reporters that pay all their little fees and are able to huddle up and integrate into this little White House nucleus of reporters. Those are the only people that ever get a chance to ask Joe Biden a question. But they're beginning to break. They're at the White House and they ask Joe Biden shockingly, who the big guy was. Because, you know, um, the FBI is now confirmed that Joe Biden's a big guy. How'd they do that? Well, the FBI gave documents to Congress where the Hunter Biden Ukrainian oligarch conversation includes Ukraine saying the big guy, calling Joe Biden the big guy, Celtic. So what what is it when you have like uh, the two end the key and then the keyhole and uh, do you, oh, you have both then you have corroborating evidence? Yeah, here's what happens when Joe Biden's asked about that doesn't go well. Did you hear that? It's hard because they're 
what they do is they bring in the press effectively to watch Joe Biden sit down in a chair and then they shove them all out as quick as possible so they can't get any question. There's never been a more protected president. The way they can protect him is because they know that these neutered eunuchs who act as White House press corps for the regime, these people are just on a dog leash for Joe Biden. They're just being dog walked by Joe Biden. Joe Biden saying, why'd you ask such a dumb question? Biden snapping at a reporter asking about the biggest story in America right now. Now, what I think is interesting here from James Comer popping back up to James is he's asking, hold on, if the FBI had this information, what investigation did they perform in order to prove that it wasn't true? So it sort of like stands upon the FBI here to investigate one of their top informants to prove that Joe Biden didn't bribe Ukraine. Isn't the isn't isn't the burden of proof on the FBI and on Joe Biden to prove this didn't happen because you have guys with recordings saying it did. You have Joe Biden's bank accounts and his actions as vice president saying it did. I think that's a great question. Why did what what exactly did you do FBI to prove this wasn't real? Well, according to what the oligarch told the FBI informant uh, was that uh, they had 17 recordings, uh, two of President Joe Biden, the others of his son, uh, accepting bribes and talking about the terms of the bribe. Uh, This is a very serious allegation. And one thing that I know for sure, Maria, is the FBI never did one single thing to investigate this, even though you heard in the testimony that you just showed with with Holly and Cruz, where the FBI told them exactly what they told me. Uh, We can't release these documents or tell you anything about potential tapes because it could endanger the life of this FBI informant. And this is one of our highest paid, most trusted, most respected, most effective FBI informants in the whole bureau. So if that's the case, then why didn't the FBI ever investigate any of these bribery claims with Joe Biden? Not only that, James, Representative Comer, Mr. Chairman, Mr. Congressman, friend of the show, James Comer, you deserve to hear from James Comer directly. And you deserve to have the questions asked because we are fully aware that the FBI is capable of hunting down ghosts, hunting down things that don't exist, as John Durham, who will testify next week, get ready. Buckle up, baby. A lot of stuff's happening next week. It's going to be a big week. Trust me. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. John Durham's going to testify next week in Congress. Oh, my. And what's he going to say? He's going to say that the FBI was fully capable of weaponizing every single power that they had to go after a hoax, to go after a ghost, to hunt down nothing. But the FBI is sitting here with all this credible evidence, recordings of Joe Biden committing bribery, and they do nothing. More importantly, the left, you remember the fanatical left? You remember these people, these lunatics, wild-eyed, like going like going just crazy. You remember these people, what they did to Trump and his tax records? 
You remember like the psychosexual fetishization of Donald Trump and his tax records? Oh my god. Oh gosh. We gotta have his taxes. We gotta see his taxes. Send me his taxes. Remember that? I do. You know, we, we know that they're capable of obsessing over someone's taxes, but yet not a single person has ever asked to see Donald to see Joe Biden's taxes. After spending nights and weeks awake, like inside of their little Guantanamo Bay prison cells in their own mind, like to being tortured about Trump's taxes, rending their garments. Now a single one of these goblins and mutants have asked to see Joe Biden's tax. It seems strange. It seems important. Donald Trump's rich dude. Obviously, you can see how he made his money. There's buildings that are ensconced in gold with his name on them. That's how he made his money. It's pretty obvious to everyone how Donald Trump made his money. How the hell did Joe Biden get so rich? What a question. Joe Biden's been on a sucking off a public salary his entire life. He's been on the taxpayer tailpipe. How how'd Joe Biden get so rich? That's a little weird. How's this guy afford a couple beach houses? That's strange. You got a beach house, Royce? The Royce doesn't have a beach house. I don't have a beach house. We work our asses off all day. Strange that. Somebody else was asking that question, Jesse Waters, last night, saying, um, a little strange that nobody's uh, even remotely concerned after screaming till their voice cracked and their eyes bled for years about Donald Trump's taxes. Um, nothing for Joe. Go. I gave a eulogy at the Grand Wizard's funeral, but Trump's the real racist. Joe Biden did the same thing with Trump's tax returns. I have not taken a single penny from any country whatsoever, ever, number one. Number two, this is a president. I have released all of my tax returns, 22 years. Go look at them. 22 years of my tax return. You have not released a single solitary year of your tax return. What are you hiding? What's going on here? Why don't release your tax return or stop talking about corruption? Now, when Joe starts asking about Trump's tax returns, that tells me I got to look at Joe's tax returns. And we did. So what's Joe hiding? Because I'm not an accountant, but something caught my eye on his taxes. Joe claims he made $15 million between 2017 and 2019, right after he was VP. He says he made $11 million from his book and Jill's book and the rest from a dozen or so speaking events. But here's the thing. We have to take Joe Biden's word for it. His tax returns don't actually show 15 million coming in from book deals and speeches. Joe funneled 15 million dollars through a tax loophole. Hmm. Through multiple different LLCs. Now, luckily, we have very close friends on this program. They come on live. They explain to you what's happening next. You, as an audience, deserve to know what the people you sent to Washington, D.C. are doing about this. They're not just smarting off, and we're going to bring you a bunch of the people who filed articles of impeachment against Joe Biden. There is a large chorus of people who are coming out after Joe Biden, some people from institutional Republican Party uh, that we think is quite fascinating. But you deserve to know the TikTok. What's up next? Lauren Boebert saying where they're going next in this investigation. We are still subpoena. We, we have subpoenas for um, more bank records. And we think it's very possible to see these transactions, these $5 million transactions, um, but between these foreign nationals, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. And that's something that we are very, very close to. And uh, I look forward to uh, seeing what these bank tra transactions reveal 
But uh, yes, Vinny, the FBI lied to Congress. They wouldn't even admit that they had these 1023s when this has been going on for years. And now we have them. We are demanding, I am demanding, that they be released to the American people because you have a right to read it um, just as much as I do. This is an unclassified document. The fact that it is um, that I'm required to go to a skiff and, and see a, an unclassified document that is redacted is absolutely absurd. This needs to be released so everyone can see what Joe Biden, who is currently housed at the White House in Washington, D.C., uh, is up to and has been up to. This is bribery and it is an impeachable offense. Oh, who's going to impeach him? Well, there is a, uh, a very brave man, Andy Ogles, who's a member of Congress, freshman member of Congress, I think who actually filed articles of impeachment against Joe Biden yesterday for bribery, which is listed in the Constitution as one of the reasons you can impeach a guy. Check it out. Marjorie Taylor Greene is casting a wider net, filing articles against Attorney General Merrick Garland, FBI Director Christopher Wray, and U.S. Attorney Matthew Graves. Others are aiming even higher. This week, Congressman Andy Ogles filed articles against President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris, accusing Biden of, quote, weaponizing the office to shield the business and influence peddling schemes of his family. So we got impeachment articles filed. That's good. Lauren Boebert uh, detailed earlier this week about the privileged motion that she filed her articles of impeachment against Joe Biden. Now, this is for the southern border. We're running out of um, other reasons to impeach Joe Biden. We got so many. Greg Stube, who is a totally based member of Congress from Florida. Greg Stube was saying, uh, yo, here's the timeline for impeachment. You deserve to know that there are actually smart people involved. There's actually a plan here. Greg Stube is going to lay out the timeline for what James Comer is doing and what happens next. Go. Well, I mean, that's right. And a number of your colleagues have also filed articles of impeachment against Joe Biden uh, because of this reason. What's the timing on the end of Comer's investigation and when you would actually see an impeachment trial? So in my discussions with him, the challenge is getting all this subpoena information and financial information from all these different LLCs and banks. So they basically laundered the money in all these different individual LLCs. So you have to do specific subpoenas to those specific LLCs bank records. So it's going to take some time. I would imagine probably the next 30 to 90 days before you're going to get that financial information back through the subpoenas. Um, so it should be in the next couple of months, hopefully by like fall, the Comer will have that information. They can move forward in the committee process to investigate it, bring the information before the American people. And I think we move forward with an impeachment proceedings. Boom. Joe Biden sitting there protected by the entire superstructure of the deep state, the trillions we spend as American taxpayer in order to uh, eff effectively insult all of you, right? Because that's what Joe Biden is as a president. And we're, we're going to get there. Believe me, I have some very interesting tie-ins with Barack Obama I really want to share with you. But more than anything, Joe Biden is just an insult to you. Joe Biden is proof that they can put a diseased reprobate who can't even walk across a flat stage in charge. He can't speak. He just copped a feel on Eva Longoria at the White House. Late last night, Eva Longoria was at the White House and Joe Biden's all uh, getting all gropey and handsy with her. The point is humiliation, degradation of you, you know, because you were supposed to be in charge of this nation. You don't want some like groper 
inside of the White House. You don't want some old diseased monster, this guy with dementia. They, they keep him in the White House, one, because he's a Muppet, he's, he's controllable, but two, as an insult to you, to show you that they're in charge. Here's Joe Biden, uh, cop in a feel, Eva Longoria, she's a pretty famous actress. See it here. Yeah, okay, got it. All right. Yeah, got it. We all knew this guy was a monster. We all knew this. We always we knew this guy was a creep. Look at him there. Women watching right now. You see the motion that she has where she like pulls away and like jumps away because she knows that she's being inappropriately touched. That's what this was all about. This was all about humiliation. See that? How she like she like jumps back. Yeah. That's a natural react. That's a reaction that women have when they feel like they're being violated. And this is what Joe Biden's doing. This guy's this man's a predator. This man's a predator. And then she goes down to grab her his hands and like push him away. This is like a natural reaction. She tries to catch herself, right? She tries to catch herself. So really creepy, horrible stuff. The point of Joe Biden is to insult you. The point of keeping Joe Biden in this office is to insult you, to prove that they're in charge. Because Donald Trump, in his run, proved that they weren't in charge. You see, they did everything uh, and then some to keep Hillary Clinton. They created novel new laws to get Hillary Clinton out of jail. They did everything they could to get Hillary Clinton to be president. And she's she she ain't president. Donald Trump called them out to their faces. Uh, Dave Chappelle, upon Donald Trump's victory, and upon Donald Trump's first week in the White House, went on Saturday Night Live and explained how you got Trump and the current battle that we're facing right now. Because right now we're fighting a system that is going to keep Joe Biden in power in order to prove that they have power. They know that he is the most dementia-riddled, cretinous, predator president we've ever had. And we all lived through Bill Clinton, I think. And he's worse. And they're keeping him in power. They're proving that they're in charge here. It's a flex, internationally and domestically. It's a flex to keep Biden in there. Dave Chappelle calling out why you got Trump. When Hillary Clinton called Trump out for his tax returns, Trump had the perfect response. And it signaled to the rest of America that the people who think they're in charge actually aren't. And what the game actually is and how rigged it actually is against you and against me. Watch. And then Hillary Clinton tried to punch him in the taxes. She said, this man doesn't pay his taxes. He shot right back. That makes me smart. When he had to turn them over to state authorities when he was trying to get a casino license, and they showed he didn't pay any federal income tax. So that makes if me he's smart. paid zero. And then he said, if you want me to pay my taxes, then change the tax code. But I know you won't because your friends and your donors enjoy the same tax breaks that I do. Secretary Clinton talks about people that didn't get paid. First of all, they did get paid a lot, but taking advantage of the laws of the nation. Now, if you want to change the laws, you've been there a long time, change the laws. But I take advantage of the laws of the nation. And with that, my friends, a star was born. Dave Chappelle is like a modern day Walt Whitman. It's like a poet that explains the complicated, intricate, and often messy fabric of the American people and our American experience. 
Dave Chappelle uh, encapsulating perfectly what Donald Trump represented, a man from inside of the system who took advantage of the system, a dangerous man who decided to turn on the system from within. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to cover here in just a second. We're going to have an FBI agent on the show, and he's going to talk to us about the brokenness of the FBI. We're also going to cover how FBI agents are starting to turn on the FBI themselves from inside the system for what it's doing to Donald Trump. But taking a step back, you start to see exactly what's at play here. Why Donald Trump must be put in prison. Why Donald Trump must be locked up. So the system must reexert its dominance, otherwise no one will believe in it. If Donald Trump can get away with this, can get away with looking Hillary Clinton in the eyeballs, didn't that, didn't that give you the feels? Doesn't that make your hair stand up watching that clip? Hillary Clinton, you don't pay your taxes, goblin. Oh, that witch. You don't pay your taxes. And Donald Trump going, whoa, whoa, you wrote that tax code, lady. If you want me to pay more taxes, write a new law. But you won't write a new law because your donors don't want you to. Your donors want loopholes like me because I'm a rich billionaire and so are your donors. So you won't write the, that was like, they've never seen anything like it. They've never seen anything like it. Ooh. So Joe Biden is part of that system, right? I love kids jumping on my lap. I, I love kids jumping on my lap. Joe Biden's part of this. He represents the system. Donald Trump represents the breaking of that system and proof that that system is not in control. And that is the persecution of Donald Trump that we are seeing right now. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are looking down the barrel of the largest crisis facing the system uh, that we've ever seen. You are going to see exposed before your very eyes uh, some very, very dangerous things here. The person they're actually protecting is not Joe Biden. They know that Joe Biden is already off the ranch. In fact, we think that maybe they're already setting up someone to run against Joe Biden. That's what I think. Gavin Newsom, Michelle Obama. But where you really need to start looking at is the history of Barack Obama and his history with Joe Biden. See, what they're really protecting here is not Joe Biden. They're really protecting Barack Obama. They're really going after that little Camelot theory. There was no scandals under the Obama administration. Remember that. That's what they're going for here. They're really trying to protect that. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get in there and we'll show you exactly what they have planned and exactly what Barack Obama was found guilty of a couple of weeks ago. $30 million in bribes from China. You ever heard of this? Leonardo DiCaprio facilitating it? Oh, man, you ain't ready for this one. It's always about the money. It's always about the money. Just like any dying regime, these people print too much of it. And then they use corruption and graft in order to enrich themselves. That's why you should perhaps consider investing in something other than the currency that they control. That is why I recommend my friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold can protect your hard-earned savings with actual, physical, real gold or silver. You can hold it in your hot little hands or you can get it in an IRA or 401k backed account. Gold withstands the test of time. Gold is the one ringing endorsement that has held value throughout all history. The Christ child was brought gold as a gift. 2,000 plus years of value. Will the dollar last 2,000 years? Not sure. If you call Allegiance Gold today, 
You can get $5,000 in free silver with a qualifying purchase. Visit protectwithbenny.com today. Protectwithbenny.com today. Don't let Joe Biden, well, do what he does with his dirty cash. How dirty was Joe Biden? George Kent is a member of Barack Obama's inner circle. Joe Kent is what you would call a career diplomat. Joe Kent was the ambassador to Ukraine. Joe Kent was the assistant secretary of state. George Kent said that the corruption endemic inside of the Biden family is exclusionary to office. You've never heard that. You've never seen this clip, have you? Of like the Biden officials actually turning on uh, the, the Obama officials actually turning on the Bidens because these guys didn't want to be swept up inside of what they knew was going to be one of the biggest pay for play scandals ever. But it's important to take them at their word. Listen to Joe Biden employee. We've had a whistleblower on the show this week, actually, a Joe, a, a, a Barack Obama employee correction here. I'm getting ahead of myself. A Barack Obama employee we had on the show earlier, a whistleblower named Mike McCormick saying that Joe Biden's corrupt. Here's ambassador and deputy assistant secretary to Barack Obama uh, saying the same thing. Go. The company Burisma, its um, leader, Sochevsky, he has a, a little bit of a storied history of corruption, doesn't he? Uh, Mr. Zlochevsky was Minister of Energy from 2010 to 2012, and he used his regulatory authority to award uh, gas exploration licenses to companies that he himself controlled. That would be considered an act of corruption in my view, yes. Okay. my knowledge, the case against Zlochevsky, the former minister, was shut down December of 2014. Okay. And right around that time, Burisma starts uh, adding... Uh, officials to its board. Zlochevsky invited uh, a series of new individuals to join the board in 2014. And who are some of the folks he added to the board? Most prominent one in this context is Hunter Biden. You testified in your deposition that you expressed some concern to the vice president's office. That is correct. And what, and what did they do about that concern that you expressed? Uh, I have no idea. I reported my concern to the office of the vice president. That's old footage. This ain't new. That was years ago. They've known for years. The State Department under Barack Obama knew that this was corruption, that this was happening. They sent memos. They sent urgent requests in order to get Joe Biden off the Ukraine deal. They've asked time and time again. We have the articles. We have the memos. You can see that the Barack Obama administration was terrified about what Joe Biden was capable of with this corruption. In fact, Joe Biden has been asked about this corruption, asked about this corruption in probably the tensest interview that he has ever given, an interview given by Mike Allen when he was running for president. Joe Biden was running for president and Mike Allen had the temerity to say, yo, what's all this about with Ukraine? See if you can spot when Joe Biden falls apart here. Hunter Biden, your son, was getting paid a lot of money to serve on the board of a Ukrainian energy company facing serious corruption charges. You were the vice president running point on Ukraine. The average Joe hears that and says, that sounds fishy. What's your understanding of what your son was doing for an extraordinary amount of money? I don't know what he was doing. I know he was on the board. I found out he was on the board after he was on the board. And that was it. And there's nobody. Well, no you've had a lot of time. Isn't this something you want to get to the bottom of? 
No, because I trust my son. But that doesn't pass the smell test. Like when you're vice president, isn't there a higher standard? Don't you need to know no. what's happening with your family? Don't you need to put down no. some guardrails? Um, unless there was something that was, uh, there was something on its face that was wrong. There's nothing on its face that was wrong. So look, if you want to talk about problems, you know, let's talk about Trump's family. I mean, come on, this is, so, <laughs> these so, guys are amazing. So you think that everything that happened was kosher? You know there's not one single bit of evidence, not one little tiny bit to suggest anything done was wrong. Oh, man, isn't that something? It's a masterwork. Mike Allen, I know Mike Allen. He's a totally, totally fine dude. He runs a, a site called Axios, which by and large is a, a totally fine news site. Actually, they've been doing a lot of reporting on Tucker Carlson, very like favorable and good reporting. Uh, they're relatively accurate. That dude is straight up like, wait a second, the, shouldn't you have a higher standard? Your son was like grifting in Ukraine. The State Department official for Barack Obama is saying that he did this and he alerted the Obama administration. This guy worked for the Obama administration. On Monday, we had Mike McCormick on, Obama administration employee. I'm going to start getting Obama administration employees. We're going to have an FBI agent joining us in a moment, an Obama administration employee. They're starting to turn on Biden? Hot damn. And what's Joe Biden's excuse? That's the best part. He doesn't have one. Like Hillary Clinton in that Donald Trump clip. Donald Trump, you're the one who passed the law. I'm just taking advantage of your loopholes, lady. What's wrong with you? It's the same thing. D Joe Biden doesn't have an excuse. He's pressured on this stuff and how ugly it is and how filthy it all looks and is. And he just, his only excuse is to laugh and be like, I can't believe you. I can't believe you, man. I have a great family. I have a great family. Hmm. Oh, do you? Well, luckily we have Hunter Biden on the record saying that he did use his father's name in order to make millions while he was vice president. Luckily, we're not dealing with real smooth criminals here. We're dealing with morons. These people are low information. They're dumb. They're dumb. Say what you want about Hillary Clinton and Bill. They're like sophisticated enough to keep, keep out of jail. These people are stupid. Hunter Biden, take it away. If your last name wasn't Biden, do you think you would have been asked to be on the board of Burisma? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. I, I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that uh, that if my last name wasn't Biden. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. It's almost as though the elites and the systems that protect them look upon the American taxpayer in a predatory manner and says, says, oh, you know what? It's it's you who we will take advantage of to enrich ourselves in this decaying late stage empire so that we can get off the Titanic before it sinks. You'll all be stuck here. The Obamas did the same thing. Check this article out. You ever heard about this? Leonardo DiCaprio is forced to testify in a $30 million bribery scheme for Barack Obama. From who? The Communist Chinese Party. <laughs> Why wasn't this major news? Reading to you from the world's oldest newspaper here in New York, Post. Leonardo DiCaprio took the stand on Monday in a trial of prominent rap artist accused of funneling money from a Malaysian financier 
to Barack Obama's 2012 free election campaign. $30 million, in fact. Well, that's funny how that number keeps coming up. The Hollywood star who partied with the rapper was called as a witness. And this man, Leonardo DiCaprio, you probably heard of him, speaking of the Titanic, funny at all how it all rhymes, said that a Chinese businessman was going to give, and I quote, 20 to 30 million to Barack Obama for his reelection campaign. Wow, that's a lot of money said Leonardo DiCaprio on the stand. That money was effectively real and they tried very, very hard to shove that into Barack Obama's coffers. So hard, in fact, you can scroll down further in the article. This is the uh, rapper that was going to facilitate this donation. This guy's found guilty. He's now in jail. This guy was found guilty of attempting to bribe off, and here it is, there's the uh, updated article, rapper convicted in foreign influence case. Look at the, uh, they, they leave out of the headline, who are they trying to influence here? It's almost like there's a trend here. Barack Obama. This guy is now going to serve prison. He's failed to register as an agent of China. And China was shoving money in his bank account in order to get Obama elected. Not Mitt Romney. That's the guy who was running at the time. Maybe they did us a favor by not having Mitt Romney elected. I don't know. What do you think? Prosecutors said that this rapper collected $100 million to influence two presidential administrations. He's found guilty. My God. Back in 2012... This guy attempted to shove all of this illegal foreign money to buy seats for Democrats and to reelect Barack Obama. Hmm. Well, it's almost like they're going to have to run another Obama in order to cover up all their crimes. Because if a Republican uh, with balls gets back into the office, then they might just go ahead and look into all this. Tucker Carlson, before his firing, actually revealed this plot. Who constitutionally, with the last name of Obama, could have an opportunity to run and to protect the entire family from these kind of prosecutions? Hmm. Let me turn to my friend Tucker for the answer. You might mistake what Michelle Obama is doing right now for the beginnings of a presidential campaign. So first, you have a manufactured white racism panic. That's a clue. But the clincher is menopause. Unlike every other woman over 50 in all human history, Michelle Obama, we're sad to tell you, has menopause. It's not clear where she caught it. Maybe there was an outbreak in Egertown, but it's bad. At one point, Michelle Obama gained up to six pounds. You don't know how much she suffered. Let's put it this way. Baton death march survivors, she laughs at you. You can't fathom her pain. Watch her talk about it on TV. I am still physically active. And my goal now, instead of having Michelle Obama arms, I just want to keep moving. Just keep moving. If I can walk 
move. I don't have to run. I don't have to beat everyone. So I've had to change the way I see myself in the in in my health space. I never used to weigh myself. I'm not trying to stick to numbers, but when you're in menopause, you have this slow creep. You have this slow creep. And no, she's not talking about Joe Biden here, who is technically one of the slowest creeps in America. She's talking about her own thighs. Now, why is Michelle Obama telling you about her menopausal thighs on a TV show? Possibly because she's a crazed narcissist who thinks her own thighs are interesting to you. And that's, of course, true. But there may be other reasons. (laughs) Ah! What have we done? What have we done with taking Tucker off the air? We didn't do anything. You should not support Fox News. There's a lot of really bad stuff coming off, uh, coming out against Fox News right now. You go check out Matt Walsh's Twitter feed right now. Fox News has gone completely and totally woke. Fox News took Tuck Carlson off air, and uh, that they 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 tried to murder suicide a a legend, the slow creep. I'm not talking about Joe Biden, the slowest creep in America. Ah, oh, Tucker, it's gold. Tuck Carlson has his show. Tucker on Twitter will play you. A clip from his most recent episode at the end of the show. It's awesome. Uh, Wannabe Dictator is what it's called. P- possibly Tucker's greatest work. It's so, so good. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, because we are talking about people running against Joe Biden, uh, we're going to now have our campaign break for 2024. Let's do a quick update. We got a uh, fascinating story here about Ron DeSantis sparring with another Governor saying, why don't you just jump into the race and run against Joe Biden? Who is that governor? We'll find out. Here's our 2024 campaign update. Stop pussyfooting around. DeSantis dares Gavin Newsom to challenge Biden and tells him to stop chirping from the sidelines if he's not going to enter the 2024 race. So the uh, everyone's focused on Trump, Biden. But what's actually brewing in the background is a DeSantis-Gavin Newsom fight that's very interesting. Because these two guys are approximately the same age. They're going to be around longer than Trump, Biden. So, so, I mean, odds are that it's going to be Trump versus Biden in 2024. Or will it? This is very interesting. Uh, here's what DeSantis said about Gavin Newsom uh, yesterday. With all those problems... He has a real serious fixation on the state of Florida. I mean, I think it's just bizarre that he does that. But what I would tell what I would tell him is, you know what? Stop pussyfooting around. Are you going to throw your hat in the ring and challenge uh, Joe? Are you going to get in and do it? Or are you just going to sit on the sidelines and chirp? So why don't you throw your hat in the ring and then we'll go ahead and, and talk about what what's happening. So what's going on is uh, Gavin Newsom going to challenge Joe Biden? Very interesting. Here's what Gavin Newsom had to say on Hannity's show, uh, effectively saying, uh, maybe, maybe I will. My God, things are going to get interesting. I'm telling you, we have so much wood to chop. Stay tuned to this space. Watch Gavin Newsom on Sean Hannity's show, uh, align against Joe Biden. A thing I was not expecting in my 2023 bingo card. Here's my question. Maybe I have an idea that you'd agree with. I want to start a series of debates Hmm. and get some of the best, brightest, leading conservative minds 
and some of the best, brightest left-wing minds or liberal minds, yeah. and I put you in that category, and I want to call it like the great debates. Love it. And the first one I want to do is with you and Governor DeSantis. Great. I've and, offered it. I've and, been trying to debate him. Here's how years. this debate format will go. Good. I'll say, Governor Newsom, Governor DeSantis, economy. That's the only word I'm going to throw out. Love it. You minute, minute, then you go at it. Next topic. Right. And I'll moderate it that way. And you have my word. I'll moderate it that way. I, I, I'm all in. Count on you, it. You would do a two-hour debate with Ron DeSantis. I make it three. Three-hour um, debate. With yeah. Make do it, I hear I mean, four? And, and, and you mean do it with one-day notice with no notes. I look forward to that. We okay. can talk. Dude, would you guys watch that? I'd watch it. I think that'd be awesome. I think that'd be very, very interesting. I want more debates. We need more conversation. We need to see more, not less. And that's been the major issue with Joe Biden. That's not the clip that I remembered, but we don't have enough time in the show to play the clip I remember. The clip that I wanted to, uh, that we played earlier in the show, earlier in the week, was Gavin Newsom being like, ah, <laughs> I would never dream of running against Joe Biden uh, in case something horrible happened to him. No way there'd be another sandbag left on the stage, if you know what I mean. And that stage is on the corner of the Grand Canyon. No, we would never do that. Article here from the New York Post. Gavin Newsom's 2024 presidential run has already began. He just hasn't announced it yet. Meanwhile, RFK Jr. is on Joe Rogan's show. RFK Jr. is like just crushing it right now. And now RFK Jr. is going to be the only Democrat on the ballot in New Hampshire and Iowa. So he's going to win those first two states. Joe Biden apparently isn't going to run in New Hampshire and Iowa. Again, remember, Joe Biden, the entire point of Joe Biden is to insult you. The point of Joe Biden is to say we can just take this corpse, slightly warmed over hot pocket corpse, and we can make him president because we're in charge. Okay? He doesn't need to run. We can do anything we want. That's the, the message that's being sent. Are they are they right? Are they right? Ladies and gentlemen, people that aren't laughing is former FBI officials inside of the uh, bureau who are saying that the bureau broke every rule in the book to raid Donald Trump. This is crazy. We have an FBI agent who's going to be joining us here in just a second. In a closed-door congressional interview last week, officials who led the FBI's Washington field office at the time of the Mar-a-Lago raid detailed disagreements between the Bureau and the Justice Department officials on how to recover these sensitive papers. Stephen D'Antonio, who left his FBI, FBI post late in the year for the private sector, outlined the FBI-DOJ dispute during a private interview last week with the House Judiciary Committee, calling it an everyday discussion, nonetheless created a consternation among law enforcement agents involved in the planning and execution of the Mar-a-Lago search. Politico reviewed portions of the transcript, which has not been released in full. During the conversation, D'Antonio said the DOJ wanted the FBI agents to immediately use search warrants to seize documents from Mar-a-Lago, worried any classified papers there could fall into the wrong hands. But D'Antonio's team and the FBI Washington field office wanted to seek Trump's permission to the former president's attorneys to search the club, pointing out that Trump didn't even spend his summers in Mar-a-Lago. We made comments like this that no one's down there at this point. D'Antonio said in the interview, it's empty. The former president's gone. He's in Bedminster or wherever he was. Let's plan it the right way. We got time. But the DOJ officials feared that if Trump's team was asked 
to turn over the remaining classified documents, the documents might disappear or they might just get them and you wouldn't be able to put Donald Trump in prison. So the FBI laid out a plan to surveil Mar-a-Lago in case there were signs of Trump team taking out any disputed papers off site. What the hell, man? So now apparently, and here's a thread I want you all to read on Twitter. Now apparently there are FBI agents who are breaking with the FBI and coming forward as whistleblowers saying they broke every rule in the book to raid Donald Trump. And of course we know this because Joe Biden ordered that raid. We know for a fact that Joe Biden ordered that raid through Merrick Garland. They needed to get their scalp. They needed to prove that they're in control and they're going to break every single rule in the book to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me now, it is an honor to have former assistant FBI special agent in charge, Mark Daniel Bowling, who could perhaps illuminate for us some things that are going on inside of that Bureau of Investigation. Mark, thank you so much for being on the program. Uh, Go Packers. Cool. Yeah, go Pack. How you doing? Hey, man. Are you in Wisconsin? I am actually in Wisconsin. Uh, I came up to Wisconsin, spent a little bit of time with my father-in-law. He lives up here in the summer. So came up here to, yeah, he's he's a little bit older. So we're just spending some time with him, make sure he gets meals and gets everything taken care of. So other than um, losing Aaron Rodgers, uh, it seems like the FBI has lost a considerable amount of credibility here. you know, perhaps along with the Packers, what, what's, 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 what's going on inside of this agency that you used to call home? I don't believe that you currently work there. No. And let me just uh, give you some background and mm-hmm. I'm going to put a disclaimer here and I'm sorry, Benny, don't want to take your time, but sure. uh, nothing I say represents the opinion of either Bain Capital or of Extra Hop Networks. I'm currently the chief risk security and information security hop officer for Extra Hop Networks. So I want to make sure that I'm not representing them on this show. Uh, It's true that at one time I was an FBI special agent. I spent uh, 19 and a half years in the FBI. I left in January of 2015 because candidly, I was disgusted by what I saw the FBI becoming. I had seen misconduct in the FBI against agents. I had seen misconduct in investigations of basically at that time, Obama political opponents. And so I left the FBI in January of uh, um, a 2015, I went to another federal agency and I finished my federal law enforcement career as an inspector general with another agency. But I do consider the 19 and a half years, certainly the first 16 years of my FBI experience to be, you know, one of the highlights in my professional career. I love serving my country. I served my country as a officer in the United States Navy and a nuclear engineering officer. And so that was a lifestyle for me. And, uh, but to your point, the point is that the, the FBI has changed. And I was a field executive, an assistant special agent in charge. And by the way, it's bowling like the sport, not bowling. No, no problem there. Um, put a big old bowling ball there and you'll, you'll understand. But, uh, you know, once again, I, I, I'm disappointed with what I've seen happen with the Bureau. I'm disappointed with some of the investigative misconduct I've seen by the Bureau. And I'm very disappointed with what is clearly uh, prosecutorial and legal misconduct by what we call main justice, by the, the prosecutors from main justice. 
So lie. So so with the bowling with the the bowling correction in the last name. My apologies, sir. This is our first time meeting. No line problem. these pin, line these pins up and knock them over, if you would, Mister Bowling. Absolutely. Uh, what are the issues that you see facing the FBI right now? I mean. Generally, I think the vast majority of American public and polling shows this are quite disgusted and not because the FBI is going after one person's political enemy, but that they're doing this in a standard of justice that seems to be injustice. They're letting some people off the hook and then they're going great guns. Right. Mr. Kool-Aid man, Leroy Jenkins through the wall in order to put their perceived political enemies uh, in jail and do everything that they possibly can to do that. Do you see? Do you do you agree with that? Are we are we sensing this wrong from outside of the bureau? No, I don't. I don't believe you are at all. But let me let me take a step back and say first of all, by and large, the street agents are good, decent, honorable people. They're risking their lives. They're doing the right thing on a day to day basis. So I put this misconduct firmly, and the field office is most of the management in the field office. Like I was, I was a field office executive with the FBI. Most of that management still has high integrity. Mm -hmm. The problem is what is coming out of Maine Justice under Merrick Garland and what is coming out of FBI headquarters on Pennsylvania Avenue. That's where the problem is. The problem is not with the street agents. The problem is not with the vast majority of the squad supervisors and investigative supervisors. And the problem, you know, there's probably a little bit more uh, concerns I have with some of the executives, because to become an executive, you spend some time at headquarters and get a little bit indoctrinated there. But by and large, the street agents are good people. I put this firmly on Maine Justice. I put it on Merrick Garland. I put it on um, Director Ray. You were out during the Obama administration. Detail that for us. So I felt like what I saw with the Obama administration, and I saw, for instance, with what I believe was a political um, prosecution of a guy named Jeremy Hutchinson. Uh, uh, it, the the kind of misconduct with digital forensic evidence with with Jeremy Hutchinson really parallels in many ways some of the conduct with uh, misconduct with the digital forensic evidence that we see with uh, even now with Keith Raniere. I guess Alan Dershowitz talked about that. But what we saw during the Obama administration was a politicization of the FBI, and it, it took, he had eight years to do it. And there were, um, there was, uh, you know, I left the FBI, when I left the FBI, I actually filed a suit against them. I felt like I, they were uh, prejudicial or um, biased against me because I was an evangelical Christian. Mm -hmm. You know, there was actually a lawsuit about that. Um, you know, is an EEO. To win? Where's that lawsuit right now? Well, what I did is I, I actually dropped it because um, it was hard for me to argue that I suffered financial loss when I was making much more outside of the bureau than I was making while I was in the bureau. Hmm. So I just it, it was it was just a legal decision. You know, on advice of counsel, they say, hey, you're going to have a very hard time proving that you suffered financial loss because of how well you're doing. Um, professionally as they a, went after you for being a christian well that's the, the, um, that's not the i i don't think that's the point of this i think the point of this is the misconduct that we see with the fbi and mar largo i don't want to make this about me i want to make it about helping the fbi to get better but yes my allegations was that uh, randy coleman and, and david shepherd two other executives in the office uh, went after me because i was a christian and i think it should be noted that randy coleman 
who was the one who uh, went after me. He was the one who went to D.C. and as a, a deputy assistant director in, in, in uh, counterintelligence division started the two cases against Trump and, and General um, Mike uh, to Clark, Crossfire Razor and Crossfire Hurricane. Yeah. So what you see is you see these same bad actors who spend most of their time at headquarters and they go out in the field and mess stuff up. Then they go back to headquarters and they do things like Crossfire Razor and Crossfire Hurricane. Right now we have the FBI, which we just previewed for you, an article here. We'll pop, pop it up on screen, an article about these FBI officials saying the rate of Trump's home was just egregious and it broke every rule in the book. And these guys are like, these are not the guys I'm supposed to defend here. Steve D'Antonio, I mean, this is the guy who ran that whole Gresham Whitmer scandal right. uh, in, in Michigan. I mean, I'm not supposed to defend these guys. Julie Kelly comes on my show and like destroys these guys. But yet here's this man um, saying that the FBI is breaking every rule in the book in order to get President Trump. I mean, does this square Does this square with like what you saw? In yeah, that's an absolutely accurate assessment. I saw Wow. You know, Jeremy Hutchinson in Arkansas, he was the nephew of the governor, Asa Hutchinson. He was a state senator. He was a Republican. He was very popular in his district. The FBI broke every rule in the book to go after him. The the FBI book for Keith Ranieri. I, and I'm not a Keith Ranieri fan. The guy's a slug, okay? Mm -hmm. But it's, it's an example of the type of uh, misbehavior the FBI is willing to engage in. And I've, I've, you know, still have some friends in the FBI, of course. And what I've heard is that the Miami field office didn't even want to do it. <laughs> so they, so justice had to outsource it to a squad under Tim Tebow. And I knew Tim Tebow. We had worked together um, in the FBI. He was the ASAC uh, up at uh, Washington field office. They were the ones who actually did the, uh, the search down at Mar-a-Lago. And I think, I think if if somebody like um, I believe he's uh, uh, I think he's section chief Steve D'Antonio, uh, but I if he's saying those things like that and understanding where he's coming from, uh, then I think you absolutely have to give it a tremendous amount of credibility. The fact is, is that the raid on Mar-a-Lago was in many ways inappropriate. And here, here's what troubles me is these charges, 37, 37 counts. Now, what you do when you have a, a bunch of gangbangers, okay, people who are really bad dudes, is you stack charges. You hit them with everything you can. If it's somebody who's engaging in really, really egregious white-collar crime, you hit them with every single white-collar crime charge to make them plead, okay? They stack charges on Trump. I actually read the indictment, and it's a pretty solid indictment, but the problem is it is inconsistent with previous behavior. How many charges could you have gotten against Hillary Clinton for that server? Probably around 80, you know, if you just think. I mean, she deleted an entire server. If it was a raid server, you have multiple drives. So then you have multiple counts of obstruction of justice. So, so what you're talking about here <clears throat> isn't that Trump did things right. I, I believe he did some things wrong, okay? I'm not here to defend Donald Trump, all right? But what I believe 
It's the inconsistency between, for instance, how Donald Trump is being treated and, and good grief, Hunter Biden? Really? It's the inconsistency between how Donald Trump is being treated and Hillary Clinton. It's the inconsistency between how your your standard white collar criminals being treated and, for instance, you know, the fabrication of evidence, probably by a confidential source in the Keith Raniere case. So, so you have all or the destruction of evidence, the destruction of digital evidence uh, in the uh, Jeremy Hutchinson case. So you see this inconsistent treatment where there's there are the Trump rules. Remember the Jordan rules? You old enough to remember uh, when Jordan played in the NBA and they had literally they called him the Jordan rules on ESPN. So you have the Trump rules, kind of like the Jordan rules. How do we stop Jordan so he doesn't completely dominate the NBA? Well, now we have the Trump rules. How do we create a set of prosecutorial guidelines so that we can go after Donald Trump rather than, you know, Hillary Clinton, rather than Hunter and probably big Joe Biden? It's, it's not that they did the investigation. And it's not the problem with the street agents who were probably compelled, yeah, you're going to carry your butt from Washington, D.C. to Miami just so you can participate the, in this. And, and here, ask yourself a simple question, Benny. How many pictures have the, has the FBI released of the environment around Hillary Clinton's server? Zero, zero, count it, zero. How many pictures did they release of, quote, documents laying on the floor of Mar-a-Lago? Well, yeah. so, so you can kind of see just the misuse of the media. And of course, the media is, you know, the cheerleading squad. So final question for you, this FD 1023 form, we're learning about what these are, you know, all the nomenclature and everything is, is not familiar to us, but yep. we're starting to really understand some of these systems inside of the FBI. Right. And it seems like this is as good as you get when it comes to evidence. And this is a known informant. This guy has been paid by the FBI. Right. This guy's worked with the FBI for a decade back uh, in the Obama years. Mm -hmm. Maybe you worked with them. Who knows? But this is as good as evidence as you can get and not nothing, nothing, not a scintilla of actual investigation into this. In fact, just total and complete obstruction every step of the way. Uh, did you ever hear about anything having to do with uh, Biden and bribes? Or then, two, yeah. as you watch this play out, what's your takeaway, uh, no, uh, the FBI's behavior? Yeah. So first of all, I never heard about any bribes like that. I was in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas for the last five years of my career. I went there as an executive, you know, after 23 years prior to that serving my country. So from 20, uh, from 2010 until 2015, no, I, I didn't hear anything about it. But what I can do is tell you about the 1023. So the 1023 is a report of a meeting with a confidential human source, okay? That report can either be substantive, which means they gave you information, or it can be just, we had a meeting, we had coffee, you know, we chit-chatted, everything's going good, we ha don't have any concerns. So it's kind of like, it can be like a source health check, or it can be substantive uh, information. That 1023 is not necessarily required to go into an investigative file. Hmm. So you could have a, a, a source that you meet 
that provide you information on domestic terrorism or information on a biker gang. You know, it could be like a, a guy who designs specialty guns and the, you, you know, and you, you operate him as a source. And so the, the, the gangbangers come to him and the, the outlaw motorcycle gangs come to him and maybe some domestic terrorism suspects uh, come to him to, to purchase guns. So that would be the source. So you get a 1023 from that source, but you have a choice. Do I put it in an investigative file? Okay. So usually when you get a 1023 from a source, it's associated with an investigation. You usually open up a source for an investigation. From what I can tell, we've had this source for quite a while, or the FBI has had this source for quite a while, which means he's been providing intelligence on multiple investigations, right? I mean, that's why you keep them. We haven't had a Burisma investigation from years and years and years ago. So he's been providing intelligence from, from multiple investigations. The reason you would report on that is because he has provided a report that is substantive to a specific investigation. So maybe he's been uh, reporting on international corruption, public corruption violations of, you know, Corrupt Foreign Practices Act or something like that. But now he's provi providing information on internal public corruption. Now, usually to open up a public corruption case, public corruption matter, especially of a high government official, you need two substantive reports independent of each other. Well, here's what it sounds like. It sounds like that the FBI has chosen not to open up an investigation of what Hannity and Tucker call the, you know, the Joe Biden or the Biden family crime syndicate, kind of like the, you know, the Italian organized crime syndicates in uh, New York. So that's what they need to find out. They need to find out, Congress needs to find out, have you opened up an investigative matter? Even if it's a, excuse me, a preliminary investigation, have you opened up a preliminary investigation? And this is the problem. Congress doesn't necessarily speak the same language that the FBI says, does. So what they're going to do is they're going to say, hey, have you opened up an investigation of the Biden crime family? And then the FBI says, well, no. Well, why? Well, yes, they have. They've opened up a preliminary inquiry or kind of like a an inquiry to find out, is there an additional information, but it's not yet a full investigation. And so, you know, do, they're doing this nudge, nudge, wink, wink thing where, where Director Ray says, oh, no, we don't have an investigation of the Bidens. Well, so what they need to do is they need, Congress needs to find out two things to get past all the baloney that they're being fed. Okay, they need to find out we want all of the reporting, substantive reporting provided by this source, okay? That's number one. Number two, they want to get any other reporting, including the laptop. How about, how about that laptop? Because you would consider that the laptop, Hunter Biden's laptop that has emails, would be a secondary corroborating source of information. So they need to find out. What is actually being investigated? Because if based on this source and based on the Hunter Biden laptop, what you have is incredible misconduct on behalf of, on the part of the FBI.
Mm-hmm. You have two independent sources of data that corroborate each other that perhaps the president of the United States or family members or, and perhaps and family members, Joe's brother, Hunter, grandchildren, etc., are engaging in, are, are receiving bribes as part of influence peddling when Joe Biden was a vice president. So we have the laptop. We clearly have uh, a 1023, a confidential human source, which based on the tenure of the source is an established source. We would consider him an established, credible source. So if the so, so they need to one, get all of the source reporting. Number two, find out how the FBI is characterizing the source. Is it an established source? Is it considered to be highly reliable? Is it considered to be highly credible? And then finally, ask the FBI, why haven't you opened up a criminal investigation of the, the Biden crime family based on 1023s from an incredible source, based on the forensic evidence from the laptop? And then the question needs to be, what other information, if, the, if there is an investigation, is also in the investigative file? And that's what, they, that's what they need to do. And Congress needs to do this because guess what? The Department of Justice Inspector General's office is not providing any effective oversight of the FBI. Absolutely yes. none. If you look, yes. and, and let me tell you why I say that. If you read the, the DOJ IG Inspector General's analysis of the Crossfire Hurricane and Crossfire Razor investigations, they basically gave the, gave the FBI a pass. I mean, they, they really did. You had, you had FBI agents and, and prosecutors, prosecutors putting false information from the, the FISA court. You had FBI agents lying. You had FBI executives lying to Congress. And Department of Justice IG takes a step back and says, oh, no, we don't see anything wrong here. So we know that Department of Justice IG is not providing effective oversight of the FBI. So who's going to do it? It has to be Congress. It has to be Congress. So I you think re- we we will relay this to the members to the members of Congress that come on the show. We'll actually clip this and put it you know put put this up to the members of Congress that come on our show that will be uh, uh, talking to Director Ray soon, and hopefully these questions will be asked. Director Ray, what did Comer say? Director Ray is coming in soon uh, to Congress, and so hopefully these questions can and will be asked. Where can people find your your work? So I, I, right now I'm I'm focusing on uh, doing everything I can to keep Bain Capital and Extra Hop secure. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you, you can I uh, my focus is on as as a professional cybersecurity and physical security and risk management professional. So I'm not mm-hmm. doing a lot of work out there other than uh, what I'm doing for the for my employer. Well, we appreciate we appreciate your insight here, and absolutely, I think it's my pleasure. It's helpful to actually hear from inside of the building. Thank you, Mr. Bull. All right, thank you very much. Godspeed. Bye bye. Uh, that was absolutely fascinating. I just like, sit back and just listen. You know, sit back and listen. We do have time constraints, and we do have we do have a, a, a schedule that moves along inside of the studio. So we'll have him back. Mr. Bowling. Maybe we'll ask more pointed questions, but that's a very important line of inquiry uh, about how to ask questions of the FBI and how they can obscure simply by uh, not having the right questions asked.
Ladies and gentlemen, there is a uh, person who is asking all of the right questions. It is Tucker Carlson. He released a brand new episode last night of his new show, Tucker on Twitter. Uh, it's called Wannabe Dictator. We told you we'd bring you a clip of it. It's absolutely spectacular. Go watch the full thing. Check out this clip. If Joe Biden ever developed some profound physical or medical problem that was obvious to everybody, journalists would say something. This is not North Korea. We don't have state media here. If Joe Biden was, say, incapable of completing a full sentence or mistook his sister for his wife or suddenly started falling down in public for no reason, the New York Times would report on that and then get to the bottom of what was actually happening. That would be its duty in a free country like ours. It's not like they would cover it up. The very idea of a cover-up sounds like a conspiracy theory, a dangerous one, actually, so stop it. And by the way, if Joe Biden was a wannabe dictator, he'd have the family to match. All dictators do. Saddam Hussein had Uday and Kusay. They were princelings who lived above the law, indulging their most decadent fantasies with total confidence they would be never held to account by the police. As the sons of a dictator, they knew they could do exactly what they wanted. And so that's what they did. There's no one like that around Joe Biden. He doesn't have weird sex scandals at the heart of his family that no one in the media will ever talk about. He doesn't have a ne'er-do-well former nightclub-owning brother who's made a living for 30 years by being related to him. Not at all. That's dictator stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, Tucker Carlson on Twitter. Tucker Carlson's Twitter account here on screen. You can see it. Go and watch the full episode. Go watch the full episode. Tucker's getting like a million like a million followers a week on Twitter. He's going to be one of the most powerful voices. His last couple of podcasts have done hundreds of millions of views. And very, very important that we support Tucker Carlson in his endeavor to break the corporate media. What have we got? 18 million? 18 million views on this one. Break the corporate media stranglehold on our minds. Part of the way to do that is to be uh, connected firmly to the things that matter in life. Part of the way to break the haze that has been placed on this country is to actually get back to first principles, to get back to the founding, to get back to the reason this nation exists at all. Why do we even write a constitution? What? All men are created equal. Where'd you get that idea? You shouldn't, you didn't get that idea from Islam. Promise you that. We end this show with Bible verse because it keeps us centered and it keeps us locked in to what actually matters. Ladies and gentlemen, from Psalms 105, remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered. More judgments, please. <laughs> please, Lord, more judgments for evil on this earth. But God has his own timing. And if not in this life, then the next, we shall be judged. So make sure that you walk upright. Make sure that you walk in victory into the weekend. Make sure that you walk knowing that we will win. The victory will be ours in the end. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. See ya.